0: Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Exordia Creative Podcast. We're back. We've got a guest today, so uh, we're very excited about that. But before we get into it, you guys know the drill. Standard issue. A little bit of bubbly action. So this is our this is our good friend Nick Brown. Hello everybody. He is the president <laughs> of Ristix. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to bring him on today. Uh, a lot of businesses. I mean, I mean, hopefully you have you've pivoted in the last little while. So uh, Nick is is a prime local example of pivoting, and today we wanted to bring him on and talk a little bit about Ristix and yeah. what it what it was going to be in February of this year yep. and what it is today and plans for the future. Yeah, we so. did a
1: Q&A segment last week. We yeah. talked a lot about starting our business, some of the challenges we faced, some of the decisions we had to make along the way, yep. and um, we've talked about Ristix before on the show, so yeah. it'd be cool to pick your brain about that. For sure. Also a longtime friend of ours. We all went to high school together. Yep. Been no, friends been for a while. A, yeah, like a decade <laughs> or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So So
0: yeah. Without further ado, let's get into it. Nick. Okay, cool. Talk to us about Ristix. When did you start? Okay, so
2: Ristix started in February. So Back then I was working as a marketing manager at an e-commerce place in Windsor. A million years ago. A million years ago. Feels like it. Um, Especially going back and forth with COVID. But basically we started, my uncle, he does manufacturing ready for 12 years or so. So we decided he wanted to get into Canada and I am in this space already. So it makes sense. Um, So we started the corporation, got it all fired up mid February and we were ready to go, the website started. We didn't finish the website till May-ish, but I mean, we wanted the infrastructure there.
0: Yeah, you um, had it started. Like, we had it started, could,
2: yeah. we are. We had an accelerated timeline. We wanted to be done around like April, maybe March. Um, but then yeah, a month later, COVID happened, like March 23rd, everything got shut down and the business was in the live event space. So yes. we were doing wristbands, Tyvek wristbands, yeah. silicone wristbands. If you've ever been to a festival, you know concert you tap you pay that's it so that's what they do that's what they specialize in and uh everything was destroyed within, yeah. <laughs> within a month so. i mean i
0: think you were thinking on like a larger scale but even yeah. locally i remember we were getting geared up um with like retro fest festival yeah. of nations so like locally you were yeah festival of nations was supposed to be a big one
2: yeah. um which is nice i mean tyvek is a cheap one so it's like okay we can do this easily get in there produce it properly we can't wait yeah
1: that it was like okay yeah it's almost yeah. ironic how unlucky that is. Yeah,
2: no, exactly. Especially when it's your first time, finally trying to jump into something, and then it's like, okay, I just quit my job. And yeah, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, <laughs> Here's the real world. Honestly. Yeah.
1: So your initial plan was you wanted to be the Canadian branch to reach out to all the festivals and events and whatnot. Yeah. Provide them with the wristbands.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like they have the South American and then also Europe, which is like their okay. main territories. So the plan was, okay, we've with all these companies that also have North American affiliates. So therefore we can refer or uh, refer them to you and then we can keep our brand image going and it's like, okay, we have this relationship across the world kind of thing. Um, so it was, you know, it sounded easy. Great it, yeah. It sounded like, okay, here's a, the silver platter. And then obviously, yeah, it was okay. Now what the heck do we do? We've already put money into it. We have the name, we have everything going. We have the website, like what happens next. Um, I love the name too, Ristix. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a nice name.
0: Wristband tickets. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah.
2: It was nice because the way we found it, like once I found it, I was like, oh my God, I created something sweet. And then I Googled it and it was tried to get trademarked before, but it yeah. was abandoned. So I was like, okay, it's it good abandoned. to go. Yeah, it was abandoned. But so you trademark it now, right? No, it's not trademarked. Okay, no, nobody, we just have it protected. We have it. it protected under like a business license and everything, but no, it's not trademarked. And if something gets abandoned there's probably a reason for it, like it might've, something came up and it was gonna cost too much to keep going. So it's like, yeah. okay, it's yeah. whatever. So if you, you want to s- take it, you can try next. Keep against yeah. me, but. So what was,
1: what was your headspace like at the time? Like I'm trying to think of, like the worst types of businesses you could possibly start in 2020
2: yeah so definitely anything live yeah anything live events probably the worst thing you could possibly try to do and um i mean like i said it was supposed to be super easy and then decimated and then it was like okay so what now and i mean i've had my uncle my aunt who have been in business for a long time so it was like okay don't worry take a step back what else can we do and luckily they have their own designers and everything down there so within four months they had another wristband, which is the hand sanitizer wristband. I think you're wearing one. I have right here. Yeah. So you just pull out push. Um, they came out with that four months later. So I think it was June, May. Um, so that was kind of the first pivot in a sense. It's still in the same area, but it was a completely different market. We were going after it was more promotional goods. Um, they were coming out with them, logoing them for businesses to have in a workplace or for one day events or something like that. Um, obviously down in Mexico, they, quarantined and then opened up pretty quickly compared to everywhere else in the world. So they've returned to business. And this is a big hit down there where here it's like the use for it is a little bit different. It's not meant for the consumer as much as it is for one or two day events. So it'd
0: be a good like promotional product too, though if companies yeah. were to buy it. Cause like, what are you selling them for on the website?
2: On the website they're for five. Um, but then we have tiered pricing. If you call click for a quote, um, right. then we have tiered pricing for businesses. So it's a business printer fee and then you get a discount. You can go down to $2. So it's, okay. it gets pretty low.
0: Cool. And it comes filled with hand sanitizer too. comes
2: filled. Is. In Canada, it comes filled. Uh, we can't ship internationally filled. It's a hazard, I guess. Fire hazard. Fair enough. But yeah, so we can do domestic shipping yeah. filled.
1: Yeah. What a smart thing to do with the wristbands.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. It was like they already had the material. They had no market down there anymore for what they already had. So it was like, what else can we do? They came up with it pretty quickly. And yeah, it worked down there instantly. And here we were like, okay, let's try and copy it. So we did end up getting in with Canada Post. And they have bought three orders. Um... Still waiting on some more, but I mean, they had good feedback right away and we'll see where that goes. Um, yeah.
0: Cool. So, yeah, I guess that w- that was your first pivot. Yeah. And then you were kind of like, okay, we're not really seeing the kind of traction that we wanted to get with the, with the wristbands. Yeah. With the hand sanitizer wristbands. So then you moved into something else.
2: Yeah. So then... Um, because all the products that they already had to kind of were business promotional down there. Um, but we weren't bringing those here because it was like, okay, that's not the segment we're going for. So we are like, yeah. let's just leave those there. Um, but then all of a sudden I contacted a supplier for a lot of pop sockets, bought a huge inventory of them with the hopes <laughs> that it would go well. And then obviously it started going very well. We got a big order right away. And then we actually went on Etsy, which we weren't on before. And now we have at least six, seven orders per day coming in. Um, it's always busy on there. We actually have orders of like one and two uh, dogs, cats, people, whatever. And then we have business orders that we've done with like 150 to 200. Yeah. We've done a lot of 60 orders, sororities, businesses, um, startups, stuff like that. So it's it's been cool. So then that kind of now is now we're thinking, okay, business promotional. Uh, it already exists in Canada, obviously it exists everywhere and everybody thinks it's a very saturated market. Um, but the main thing is, is like there's minimums on all these products. So you yeah. have to buy 500. Um, and I mean, now that we're kind of exploring, it's like, okay, how can we change that and kind of interrupt it here um, to make it more accessible for people? Because it's yeah. like you because just start you are, a business. you are custom printing on them too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you so You can add your photo, your yeah, logo. You or- can add photos, logos. It's full color. It's full print. And the nice thing about it is too, um, like a big thing in the industry is your printer fee. Uh, and it's just not changed, but it's like the reason they had those before is cause it was all plated and it was actual machinery where now it's like, we're going into a lot more digital printing. So there is the initial setup of a printing file, but then after that, it's like, why are you still paying such a high fee? Mm-hmm. So like that's one way we can go after and maybe lower the fee or eliminate the fee, um, build it into the price, something like that. Um, but yeah, so the hope would be we'll have like these 10 top products that you want in 2020, 2021 right. that are in stock and can go out right away. And then we'll have, if you do want a bigger order, we have like all these other products, but it's stick with the pop sockets because these things are flying.
1: <laughs> so yeah. so um, I want to ask you why pop Yeah. But when you were talking about that, I was thinking, you know, would you ever do phone cases? But maybe walk us through like where your headspace was when you decided to yeah. pivot to socket. Yeah,
2: so with the PopSockets, they've been doing them down there, um, more high tech, like down there, they do it, they have an RFID chip in it. So it's like when you go to tap to pay the same type of thing, they were already using it in the socket. in the socket, So they put it behind the socket, and then they build it so that um, like on newer iPhones and Androids, you can just tap and it pulls up the information. So basically you could put your whole business card on this pop socket. And then when you go to somebody, you tap it. So, I mean, down there because they're more Whoa. open, it's working, but I mean, here we're locked down. It doesn't really seem smart to jump into that right now because we can't really be that close to people. Um, but yeah, so they have the more high end. And I was like, okay, um, if people are paying for that, then what about just getting pictures and stuff and Christmas season was coming quick. So it was like, okay, what's a kind of stocking stuffer kind of product. Um, But yeah, I got a sweet deal on it. That's the number one reason it was like got it cheap enough with a big enough inventory that it made sense. And then they started going like instantly. I put the listing up on Etsy and then we had within the first week, like 20 orders or 15 orders. And I was like, okay, so this will be something we push more. Yeah. So then I started running Etsy ads and now it's it's a consistent. I
0: do want to talk about ads and I I Mm -hmm. want to talk about the, I want to jump back to the wristbands because. Do you think that that was one of the reasons why it didn't take off is because Facebook and the other places that you're running ads for them wouldn't allow you because it's technically a COVID product?
2: Yeah, definitely. So I mean, (laughs) launching a product for the first time um, and not being able to actually advertise to the masses is kind of like the worst thing ever in the world. So there's a very dumb rule that they had where because I mean, it was in place for a reason. So it was in place because at the very beginning people were gouging for masks and stuff like that. So they said, if you haven't had an ad account for six months, then you can't make an ad that has the word sanitizer. You can't use any kind of fear, emotional mongering to sell the product. So even saying, keep your kids safe, they would flag it right away and take it off because that was enticing that uh, like fear to the... um the audience. Yeah. So yeah, as soon as I tried to put any of these ads up without knowing that this was a thing, I built all these ads, put them out, and then all of a sudden they all came back rejected. I appealed over and over and over again. And they said, like, there's no chance, you're too young. And then Google wouldn't even touch us. They just didn't approve anything yeah. at all. They didn't You even were even experimenting
0: with LinkedIn, Snapchat. Yeah. yeah,
2: LinkedIn wasn't as filtered. Um, but I mean, obviously the audience is there, but LinkedIn's more, I don't know, it's hard to sell directly with ads because that's more of like a community. Um, and it's like, there's a LinkedIn it's a, so businessy, Yeah. It's and I mean, really we expensive. did, I did have like the sales manager on LinkedIn and I was messaging and cold emailing and, and man, I don't know, they, they sell it pretty well, but not a single response <laughs> after sending like probably a hundred yeah. plus. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to waste time on this anymore. Um, but yeah, it was mostly organic and a lot of word of mouth. But even with that, it was like it was taking so much time and the product was kind of a product that had to get the word out there quick to yeah. make it worth it. Yeah. Things are starting to chill out. There's a lot of, um, There's a lot of competitors now in that kind of area with the silicone
1: stuff. Um, So, yeah, it was like, man, you really have to be smart in your position. Yeah, it's like you you, you definitely can't do the event space stuff. Yeah, you have to to pivot. And it's such a cool idea to pivot to. Uh, the sanitizer product. Yeah. Then Facebook's like, well, actually you can't. Yeah. Maybe you're fear mongering.
2: Yeah. It was like pivot, smash a brick wall, pivot, smash a brick wall. Just cutting it off. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, okay, what else can we do? And it's the business promo, I think is the next thing. We're just going to keep pivoting until someone I was going to say
0: like, what, what have you, what have you learned through this whole process?
2: Well, the nice thing is like, like what are your key takeaways? I would say the key takeaway is that, from now on it's like, yeah, you can have a concrete plan no matter what you think, but you have to be agile about being able to pivot. Um, that's number one. Number two. Now, obviously first off, this would be like, I was a green thumb in this. I didn't really have that much actual starting my own thing kind of entrepreneurial. I had the spirit, but I never actually went out and did anything crazy like this. Um, I would say that now it's going to make me more resilient. So like, that's number one. It's like, okay, I started a business and continued it not doing as great as we wanted, but we're still alive. So that's great. And it's like now after this, it's gonna be cupcakes and flowers and yeah. That's it. Well, there's
0: still going to be more pivoting because I'm yeah. sure I'm sure your end goal for this business is not and I think PopSocket is actually like a trademark
2: thing. Yeah, right? PopSocket's trademark. That's the crazy <laughs> thing too is that what um you, you get in so phone grips. You call you, them phone grips. Yeah. You get in so much okay. trouble with I'm sure with this Sock. isn't
0: like your end goal. So like, No, not at all. So I mean this will right. obviously
2: be like now that we've realized that we want to go business promo, um this will be a staple product and I mean locally. I still haven't even pushed it very much locally. Um, everything's, most of our sales are from the States, probably 90% of our sales are from the States. Um, and I mean, I want to push it more to small businesses that want a couple because I don't charge the printer fee on these. So it's like, it's easy for them to get 25, hand them out, see what people think. Um, and also, I mean, phone grips are nice. They're just cool. But I mean, the ultimate goal would be, okay, let's do this promo thing if it starts to go, it goes, we'll let it turn into its own thing. I mean, we have the corporation so we can have multiple companies under it. Um, and it's still in the same realm of printing. So we can utilize the same machinery. Like I'm using the same machine that we purchased for the bracelets and the wristbands. And we just pivoted the machine and came up with different templates to be able to do all the promo products. So if we can use the machines, then at the end of this, say 2022, which I hope it doesn't take that long, but if that's the case, then we still have the infrastructure set up for the wristbands. We'll jump right back into the wristbands. Now we'll probably have more yeah. machinery for the wristbands and vice versa. And maybe by then we'll have employees. So, yeah, it's so like, you've just built out another arm. Basically. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's more of just a, band-aid that might turn into something great and what if not it's, it's yeah whatever.
0: what other kind of business promo stuff do you want to do
2: um so like i have my supplier and we've been looking through stuff they have all the basic stuff they have pens they have um spy like the book books that you can do um so with my printer it's a uv printer so we can print on anything but silicone um consistently with the same inks so i'm looking at anything honestly you can pop sockets uh, the books the pens like can you print on paper no, like okay. the only thing with paper is it depends on like you could do cardstock. It just depends on the weight because it would just hit the ink like the ink would just splurge into it. So it would absorb it. Yeah. Um, you could coat it first. But I mean, that gets into a pain in the butt kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah I mean, got to want I want to look at the top ten lists and say, OK, here's the things that are going. I mean, we can do water bottles. There's so many products. Like if you go to a yeah. if you search up business promo on Google and go to it, there's like a million products. They'll have a hundred categories yeah. and that's what's hard too. It's like, okay, what the heck do I put on? Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I want, when we do this, I want it to be like, here's the products we have that can go out today. If you need them, here's the top 10 trending products. We'll have a blog, be like blah, 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 drive some traffic. But here's the top 10 products. Here are the 2020 products that we think are going to be cool. Maybe we'll have trendy ones that are pretty cool. Um, but then there's always the staples. It's always pens, stickers, Hopefully, the pop sockets. Stickers would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, everybody likes the stickers, and the stickers is a pretty easy one to do.
1: Um, And we don't even need to use the printer. We can actually just get like a thermal printer. But that'd be cool. We could use some stickers. I know a growing trend in e com right now is people um, taking multiple products and branding different businesses for all of them. Mm -hmm. So, do you see yourself having the pop sockets or the phone grips and everything else under one brand? Or do you see yourself making different stores? And and so, I
2: mean the, the hard thing with doing the, cause so like the old business that I worked at in Windsor, they have nine brands and the most annoying thing about that once it starts scaling is that now you have nine different bills to pay. You have yeah. nine different segments of customers. You have nine, well, 18 social media accounts on minimum. You have like, it's just everything starts going. And then once you're at scale, it's like, okay, how it's the heck do we, yeah, it's yeah. so overwhelming. It's and amazing. it's like, you almost need one brand manager for every single brand. So there's another three, $400,000. So it's like, yeah, as much as that's nice, cause it's sweet to have that niche market and you can send right to them and you know how they respond I think the overall pain is just too large so it's like yeah we'll continue with the pop sockets and that's what's nice about Etsy Um, like if you want to do that sort of thing you can just do it where we have that product as one listing and when somebody sees it it looks like it's a different like you don't see the store first you see the product first so it's like okay we'll stay on Etsy here's your individual products visit the store. The nice thing is they can like the store. So then when you get new products, it just keeps pushing it to them. You can run all the, like Etsy's very, they take a lot of money from you, but there's like, there's a whole, um, there's multiple. So like you have the listing fee every single time. So before on Etsy, um, if you had a hundred products, you would have to pay upfront to $20 to list those products. Um, where now it's like every time you sell a product, it just takes 20 cents off the top. Um, plus there's like a 15% of the shipping fees. Then there's another 5 cents for shipping labels. then there's like, it, it turns out to be, I think on the pop sockets, it's around like an extra 45 cents or something per socket sold. So it, it can get costly. I mean, with a higher price item also, it's still percentages. So it's like,
0: Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. I was listening to a podcast this weekend um, and it was with the, the co-founders of of Wayfair. Mm-hmm. And when they first started Wayfair, they didn't know what Wayfair was, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it was right when the dot-com really took off and people were starting to build out stores and stuff. And they had like, I believe, 30 websites mm-hmm. that yeah. they sold different things from. Mm-hmm. So they do like chairs and dot-com and all very searchable. And then eventually they're like, OK, this is a lot of shit from from different areas. Like, yeah. Somebody's calling, calling customer service from chairs and more, and somebody's calling from um, lamps and shades or whatever, yeah. and they're getting the same person. Yeah. So then eventually they just consolidated everything, and that's what Wayfair is today. Yeah. So, kind yeah, of interesting. I, yeah, no, there's, I think there's different awesome. ways to go around it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I to think it,
2: it. it definitely that would be a good way. I think also like how long ago was that?
0: Oh, I don't, I don't even know.
2: Yeah. I, I feel like it would be harder today cause it's like a lot of people, I think like back then were able to, to outsource. Yeah. So like outsourcing was a big thing and it's like now people want that authentic yes. kind of relationship. So like before you could have those 20 outsource them for a cent per call or whatever. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, yeah. Um, I don't want to talk to this person. I want to talk to somebody mm-hmm. kind of that I've been yeah. developing a relationship on their website and that kind of thing. So I think it's harder if you want the authenticity of the brand to speak. Um, and that's kind of what I would want to aim for. It's like if you're going to go this niche, then you may as well like speak to them and make sure that you have you're equipped to deal with
1: them. And yeah. Then. So if you were to consolidate and we were talking yeah. about this a little bit before the podcast, yeah. but the Ristix name.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big thing. So like, that's why I want Great to name, set up, by the way. Yeah. I love the Ristix time. name for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I figured out now is like with these pop sockets, because I have the Instagram going and the Facebook going, it's like now all they're seeing is pop sockets. Um, so that's kind of what's pushing me to want to start the separate website for now. Um, and I mean, with business promotional, I don't think, um, obviously we're going to put some work into building a, a, a personal relationship, but I yeah. think it's a very like, transactional kind of brand. It's a transactional relationship. So it's like, okay, we can separate this. We don't have to have the infrastructure that we do with the phones and everything. It'll be all online. Um so I think it's easier. And I don't even know if we'll need to push it as much via Instagram and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's like it's a lot easier to get over there. But I need to get off of Ristix because now it's like, okay, what is Ristix? And it's like I want that to be ready to launch. We're a wristband company. We're not business promotional. So I'd rather pivot and actually take a new brand that way. Yeah. Then kind of take the
1: take the specialty away from from her sticks yeah so it's so you, you mentioned um, that you had uh, like the silver platter opportunity yeah when you first started or at least that's what it seemed like at yeah. the time do you ever think about what you would have done if you didn't have that that connection or if that wasn't an option to you
2: yeah so for me I don't know like I had a great job um, up until that point, like I feel like all of a sudden I started seeing a lot of things wrong with it after. Cause it was like, okay, I'm getting out of here anyways. But I mean like I probably would have stayed in that position and e-commerce is what I like anyways. It's like, it's what we went to school for. It's, it's what I, I like. Um, I probably would have went drop shipping or something like that started okay. some sort of brand, just because like right now with the next generation, everybody likes to shop from somewhere that they know it's like, there's not, department stores are dying. Like it's just, you can't relate to them. They don't care about the, like the environment or anything like that. So it's, it would be nice to get kind of a social justice mission, consumer brand going. I like selling like, that's the fun thing. I don't like picking up the phone and selling. I've learned that. Um, but I do (laughs) like like selling to a customer and having the whole relationship. Like I love consumer behavior. So it's like I love that whole circle and having to attain the customer, but I like it purely from a digital marketing aspect Mm -hmm. and not from a traditional selling point. Um, but yeah, I think it would have been it would have been a little bit different if the silver platter happened. But I'm I'm kinda glad it didn't because yeah. it's it's been it's been a learning experience. Yeah, we've
0: talked about that too, about how getting this kind of for lack of a better term, shitty shitty stuff happening to you mm-hmm. at a young age in your career. It's better to have it now and build that resilience like you said. Yeah. Move forward from there with what you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it'll be easy after this, I hope. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know, you but never I know. mean, uh, something's got to be better than COVID, you so. Never know. Yeah. Well, hopefully, there's no COVID 2.0 yeah, or anything, but. We've got
0: Windsor's in lockdown. London is in red, I believe. Is that just an impending lockdown, do you guys think? So, Dr. Colby <laughs> said that as long as we keep going as we are right now, like, we're kind of in the clear. He doesn't see a, a reason to change to another color of the rainbow, yeah. so. See what happens. I hope we yeah. stay this way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the last I checked on the weekend, it was like 30 cases or something. that yeah. de- the death rate has stayed the same since the summer, I believe, was the last death. So that's okay with me. Then we'll
2: keep it that way. Yeah, I like being able to go out. I don't I don't go out very much. Just I'd like to add <laughs> that. But I mean, the freedom is there, which is nice. I have a lot of friends in Windsor, so it's like they can't even go dine in anymore, or won't be able to go dine in. So I mean. It's nice as long as you're safe and super safe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We don't know what we're doing. No. <laughs> nobody, nobody knows. No. And that's, that's funny when we're all growing up, we all think that everybody has everything all together and all these grown ups and all this stuff. And especially your parents. You, yeah. You that's like back. the first illusion that shattered. You, you peel think. back the hood and it's like, wow, nobody actually really knows anything.
2: No, not at all. Everybody's <laughs> just acting.
0: You can find peace in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I was listening to my parents
1: and then it's like, oh, I was listening to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah.
2: That's the funny thing. Like right now I live with my parents and it's hilarious. Just, I mean going away for school and being away for basically five mm. years and then coming back to living with them is like, you view them at such a different point. Like never mm. would I ever have been judgmental towards my parents before. Cause it's like, they're my number one people. And now it's like, you leave and come back and you're like, <laughs> you're <a> like, dick. <laughs> no, it's just like, what are you saying? Like, that doesn't make sense. And it's just like, I don't know. You've grown. So you come back and it's like, okay, there's some differences now. I don't know. I mean, I never say anything
1: to them, but it's like, Oh, okay, cool. So about a potential <laughs> rebrand? Yeah, that's that's funny though. I totally get what you mean. Um, have you thought about any names? I don't want to put no, you on the spot. not
2: at all. I haven't thought about anything like that. Um, okay. So what we didn't do with Ristics was um, my uncle and my aunt really wanted SEO friendly. Um, they've like their brand is literally bracelets Mexico, so it's bracelets Mexico, very SEO friendly. You're gonna look that up. Nice. Um, and they really wanted that here. And I was like, you know, going forward after school and everything, it's like, you kind of want to have your own brand to build. You don't want to just be like this very businessy business right now because people like to do business with a funner well, kind so. of a nice tone voice and everything like that. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, okay, let's take rustics. It's a brandable name. People will see it. Um, I mean, it's also kind of fun listening to people say, like, wrist texts and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's cool. It's hey, whatever. We get oh, that man, all you're, talking, you're talking to the <laughs> yeah. chief of uh, extraordinary creative, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is brutal. People butcher names all the time. Yeah, but no, it's. Uh, well, I haven't th- thought about anything. I, I mean as much as I do love the brand too, it's like now I've also realized that SEO is a huge thing and there is still a factor to your name itself containing the keywords. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even with the promo, it's just going to be something kind of maybe now will be more combining like the ease of delivery or like, I don't know, Easy promo, like it's got to be something Focusing that kind on of like the strength of whatever, like exactly whatever your competitive advantage. Is. Yeah, like yeah. express wristbands is a big one that's very SEO friendly, but it's also like you get the point of it. It's like you're getting it express, it's fast, you're getting wristbands, fast wristbands. Like it's it's yeah. got to be something like that. Fast so, band. yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm thinking something more traditional but still brandable.
1: Yeah, there's no emotion behind like Canada phone grip, no. com or something. No, no, there's no
0: emotion, no, behind nothing
2: that. at all. No. And that's the thing. I mean, um, like I was looking and a a lot of business promotional sites sell pop sockets, um, and they sell the phone grips and they just don't do a good job promoting it whatsoever. Um, like almost every site has them listed, but you have to dig through to find them and then their pricing doesn't make sense and stuff like that. So like, that's been the nice thing is like, that's one of like almost everybody that sees it wants it. So it's like, why have they not figured that out? It's been out for a while. So it's like, I don't know.
0: Well, maybe they're just like lazy because the sales have been coming in and nobody has truly, well, I guess Vistaprint has kind of yeah. really, um, they've kind of disrupted the market, at least in Canada. I don't know if they ship to the U S but nobody's really had to pivot or make any changes because no. this is just the status quo. No. So yeah, exactly. That's the beauty of competition is everybody mm-hmm. keeps pushing one another to, to innovate.
2: Yeah. So. That's, that's one thing too, though, that getting into the wristband space here too, has made me more aware of is like when I was always trying to think of business ideas, I was always like, oh, there can't be anybody in the space. But then it's like, that's just not true. And now even with this business promotion, it's one of the most flooded markets, like everybody does it. And it's like, it doesn't even matter because you can acquire customers on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, here, 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 word of mouth, like eventually it'll work. I mean, if you have to start local and then build out, um, I mean, like I said, I want to do more digital first cause just cause I'm better at that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now I'm not scared really to jump into something that's already flooded. Cause it's like, there's still always crumbs to grab, slowly, slowly build need. up until you're getting the whole piece of bread. So it's no like,
1: competition doesn't always mean easier by default. No, it also
2: means somebody could have ditched cause it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like you oh, might exactly. be going down a road that exactly. has
1: absolutely no gold. So
2: yeah, yeah I mean, um, I think it's just, it's easier too. Cause then you have a lot of examples to be able to leapfrog off of you. You don't have to do all the same mistakes. And I mean, the other thing is too, if you find a niche or anything like that, and there is a lot of competitors go look at how crappy their websites are. Mm-hmm. Like when you go look at business promotional websites, it's like bulleted yeah. text still like HTML yeah. from 1999. And it's like, okay, well I can just make this a lot more appealing to a customer that comes yeah. and a lot more friendly as a customer experience. Yeah.
0: And then
1: win that one. And way, for so. our demographic and younger, that's so important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the big thing. Like I mean Dude, as soon as I if I go into a website and it's shit, I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's and what happens to gone. me every time. There's like
2: you're they're competing way too much to have a bad experience. And I mean, if they don't care enough now in twenty twenty yeah. to make a good website, then yeah. they're probably very lackluster in customer service and delivery, and yeah. it's like they've realized this works and we haven't it innovated whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, it shows a little laziness. more exactly. embarrassing each and every day. Every day. <laughs> I
1: know um, uh, phone grips or pop sockets aren't necessarily like your passion or anything but do you know any details about like um is the brand called popsocket the other brand
2: yeah it's still popsocket like it's still popsocket but they have tons of products now like they have phone grips car grips um they have magnetic grips
1: in terms of all phone grips would you have any of all
2: phone no i have no idea but like just from looking and browsing um like I don't know I would say like 60 plus for sure because like everything else is either out of China um, there is a couple in the States that make it but they're like hinged there's nothing as nice as the pop socket and that's why there's so many like fakes of the Pop Socket or new products of the Pop Socket with the original design um they've moved on from that design like Mm -hmm. they have uh, detachables ones now and stuff like that so it's like change out the back yeah you can change out the back so in the ones i sell you can pop them off but they have like you just twist and it locks and pops off so i mean eventually like we want to go that way and eventually i mean it would be cool to to get to a point that i can buy enough inventory from popsocket to have the official ones because then there's it's easier to sell a brand name Mm -hmm. so i mean it is easier that way but in terms of copyright, like you can sell the other ones. I use the other ones because it's the exact same thing. And it's a proven, it's yeah. a proven product.
1: Is there any patenting considerations you have to worry about? No. Clock so, clock the,
2: no. So they have it on the other ones, but I wonder um, why. no, on this one, it's like in Canada, they have it, but if they go after it, it's, it's a fight. <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. like that's what it's come down to because every site has them listed. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's maybe they find it's not worth their time to.
1: No, I don't think so.
2: Contest. All they have on their site is at the very bottom though. They say, uh, do you know a fake? Uh, just report them here. That's it. They have a little form. Yeah, okay. that's it.
0: Hmm.
1: Do you ever think of... Um, and maybe I'm just fixated on the pop sockets and I shouldn't be because you have other ideas. Yeah. But would you ever go like proprietary with the naming and come up with your own name for a phone grip? I don't think so.
2: I don't think there's too much i wouldn't want to be pop socket because there's too many people constantly doing the same thing and trying to just copy and And i mean just copy you yeah and it's it's inevitable too i mean and plus the fact that it costs so much money to patent and trademark and just go down that route it takes so long um but yeah i would say like china has no bounds in what they copy and if somebody's going to be able to copy it that easily like i just wouldn't go for it i mean the pop socket now Is obviously very copyable if you're gonna have something I mean even the silicone wristbands So a company in Canada came out with one They got it manufactured down in China and then not even a month later There's now a thousand different silicone wristbands out of China that you can buy so it's like you're not truly protected Their laws don't match with our laws Um, And I just don't think it'd be worth it to go for a product that's been around for so long But I mean that's why I want to get into the space.
1: Do you know when they first came onto the market?
2: Popsockets no. Yeah, nope no, I try not to worry myself with things like that. Fair enough. <laughs> it's yeah. like
1: if I go down that road, I'm gonna be
2: like, oh my god, I might get in trouble. Yeah, no, maybe I like, just uh, ask pop socket. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I love the pop socket, but at the same time, it's like it's been around for so long. I don't want to put too much into it. Um, and I mean, it's been a good product. So if it continues to be, I mean, I have no problem going for mm-hmm. it. But it's like. It's pretty early still to figure out. Okay, is it is it worth trying yeah. to do this, um, or is there a better product out there? It might just be a product that's been good because it's Christmas time. Uh, New Year will tell us kind yeah. of what what it looks like. So
1: we'll see. Yeah. That's cool though that you uh, take a look at like the top sales trends.
2: Yeah, yeah. The easiest thing like Google it's, Trends it's, is a great. Yeah, tool. Google Trends is like the easiest thing to figure it out. Um, and I mean. just from looking at other websites too, like it's super fast, but this is also when you have suppliers, the nice thing is like they'll always hit you. So we have a bunch of suppliers from the silicone and stuff from doing with the wristbands. Um, so they'll hit me up and be like, Hey, we have this product. Do you want it? We have a sale on this product. We have this, this, and Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, if I can print on it, I'll buy it. Like, that's basically all I do. So if I can figure it out and get it printed on then then I'll sell it. So it's, it's easy. And we print right here in Chatham. So it's same day delivery to Chatham local pickup. Quick plug. (laughs)
0: So a lot of the people that listen to our podcast, believe it or not, it's not just in Canada, but some in the United Kingdom, some of them are in the U.S., some are in Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I say that, I know it might sound like a lot of people, but we've got like a total (laughs) audience of like 50 right now, but still. Um, So a lot of these people are in business, they're in marketing. And you're not the only one that's gone through the shift of having to pivot your business during this, this time. What would be one or two, if you'd like? What would be one or two tips for a traditional retailer getting onto e-commerce? what 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 do you what tips would you give?
2: Right now, um, I would say pick a platform that is really friendly. So Shopify is who we use. Um there is a lot of others, and there's like if you go look it up to find the alternatives, I would just say, Blanket statement. If you're brand new to e-commerce, get Shopify. It's like the easiest. They have a full school of lessons you can do. They'll teach you from the ground up. They have a one-on-one course, the the support staff, you can email them the same day. They'll get back to you. They have tons of add-ons. It's just very easy to work with. And then it's it's very easy to also then hire somebody say Exordia, to be able to manage that because it's just super it's easy. Fun. Yeah. It's just super easy to have them look over it. You can also update your own products um, fast, I mean, the the easiest thing is you want to do it quick. So we don't know how long this is going to last. And I mean, if you haven't already switched um, to having some sort of e-commerce presence, you should probably get on it now because now after this, I don't see even my grandmother who now buys things online going back to, Oh, I need to go to shoppers to get this one item. It's like, I just don't think that's going to happen now that they've realized, yeah, we've been forced to do it. Now we do it. Therefore we're not going to go back. So jump on it as quick as you can. And then the second tip would probably be um, just if you're in traditional retail and say you have like a just what's that called a boutique shop um a boutique shop i would now start packaging in every single retail product that you have some sort of inclination to either your instagram and set up an instagram shop for now um, but start transferring your hard customers that come into your store mm-hmm. towards that area because yeah. you just want to get them knowing that yeah you can start to get your product from somewhere else if it's etsy yeah. whatever but i would definitely say yeah if you can set up your own shopify it's it's nice to be able to and have doesn't,
0: isn't it like 30 bucks a month yeah 29.99 for, like for, for the, the
2: starter market. kit um they also have like a seven day free tr- earth. Yeah. I think it's a week free trial. I think it's 14 right days, 14. Yeah. Something. So I know when we started, days. we had 60 or 90 days at the beginning okay, nice. of COVID. Um, but yeah, so you can jump on it and I mean, you can design a website, um, a pretty bare bones one, yeah. uh, pretty quickly. But I mean, at least you could test getting products on and, and see what happens. Yep. And like I said, if, you, if you're just trying to use, just be available online, then yeah, you don't even have to put much into marketing or anything like that. Um, not right away at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just get your customers used to it. And then if you don't know much about marketing again, shellfish plug, exordia Yeah. creative. Yeah. They do marketing. And then if
0: you were to, if you were to suggest like, would you say running ads and stuff to get people to the store?
2: Yeah. I mean, and probably the most friendly would be Facebook. Uh, then you, at least you have Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, actually one, like we used Pinterest off the start and I would say that is the lowest cost highest uh, reward platform to use because especially if your demographic is like a woman 24 to 32, Mm -hmm. somewhere in that range. um, It's so easy to see pins and they always constantly have sponsored ads going through. They They are, it's good for traffic. I would say it's a good, good it's good for traffic. It's a good way to raise awareness. Um, It's hard to track with things like Pinterest and like I said, Etsy because um, when they report, Your every click that they're doing to it is reported and that's what you get charged on. Um, but they have like the save and pin features. So it's like, you don't know within 30 days that they've pinned it, they come back and buy, they won't attribute that to the marketing spend that you had. So it is hard, but I mean for pure awareness uh, and reach, I would say it's, it's huge on there. And also then you're in an ecosystem that they want to shop on. That's the platform they use to shop on. Um, and Pinterest users are weird like that. They shop purely on Pinterest most of the time. So it's
1: like you have all these different communities. People with who it. use it spend a lot of time on it. A ton. A ton of time on yeah. it. And and I, I've like actually heard, like, funny you say that, that um, compared to, like, a Facebook or an Instagram where there's so much you can do on the app. Yeah. Uh, whereas Pinterest, people are m- more... Re- Closer to being ready to pull the trigger when yeah. they're on Pinterest. I would yeah. say so. Because well, they're
0: looking for projects and shit to do. Little yeah, they're doers. The like, it's, it's a weird, yeah. It's yeah.
1: they're like the doer network.
2: It's like they're very impulsive and it's like they're on there to figure out something. Like they're looking for something where it's like if you're on Instagram and Facebook, it's pretty like you're just crushing time. They
1: want to leave with something tangible. Yeah,
2: exactly. They want to yeah. pin something and they know they have a mission yeah. to do it. So like if they see something that they like, they're going to pin it. They know it's that easy and then they'll go revisit it after. So it's like you have that chance of getting into their their personal board and then people can also see it based on their pins Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah i think it's more valuable being on there just for eyes um compared to paying for instagram and facebook but yeah cool definitely
0: awesome Mm. all right guys i think we're gonna wrap it up here but before we do the camera's no longer rolling but before we do this episode has been sponsored by (laughs) Ristix. So if you guys are into pop sockets, you know what? Maybe you need to get, uh, maybe you need a hand sanitizer wristband. Uh, not, I don't. Can you still buy wristbands even if you're not doing events? Yeah. Like, can somebody can, still yeah, go? Yeah. Yeah. So Tyvek we still
2: supply. Sure. Like we do supply some Chatham stores with Tyvek ones, um, just to get in. So like the ta- or the fortress here, they still do live events every now and then. So we've been supplying them with the wristbands that they use there. Um, so yeah, if you do need it. You can do local pickup. It's only seven dollars per hundred Tyvek bands. Yep. those are your paper bands. Rip off. Very nice. Um, another cool product that we didn't mention is the QR code um, menus that we have. So oh we're trying my to push gosh, those. We forgot to do that. Too. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't do that. So those are. Check out the website. Guys. Check out the website. Check, check out the website. website. Where and can you know what? Find you. Uh, www. Whichever you prefer. At um, Ristix Instagram. At Ristix Facebook. At risk okay, everything.
0: Our uh, our our uh, first ad is going terribly. Um, so the 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 code for ten percent off the entire website, <laughs> yeah. guys, is Exordia ten. Yeah. one D I A one zero. Yeah. If you
1: want to find the website, you can look at the description of this video. Yep. And you can
0: check it out. <laughs> Sweet. Thanks for coming Sweet. on, Nick. <laughs>
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.